All right, we've got a little bonus uh, content bonus. from the Watchians talking about crew here. I am uh, Kyle Kreis here with Greg Benevent. Hello. If you're not familiar with our show, every Friday we bring you Watchians talking about. It's mm-hmm. the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation where Indeed. we break down some of the hottest and, and worst takes on, on Steelers' Twitter. Mostly the worst. Yeah. Uh, we're here to you know give you our thoughts on uh, a bye week in the season so far. You, you, mm-hmm. you've, you've heard everyone from BTSC give you these so far. So if you've if you made it to this uh, part of the bye week bonanza, then then you really must uh, you you really must need some Steelers content. You had content. a long drive, like <laughs> it's the plane. Yeah, you ran out of movies on your computer. Let's start off with our overall thoughts on the season so far. Three and three at the bye. Uh, what, uh, what what's our takeaways? Uh, me personally is that you know you asked me in July what are they going to be at the break I'd have probably said three and three and I would have gotten there through an entirely different win loss record than what actually occurred it uh, what's the old thing you know two roads diverged in the wood and uh, this took one road and then it immediately plowed into the prior road and there's miles to go before uh, the playoffs. Yes. Is that the yeah yeah Miles? Is that the before. same poem? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think Robert Frost, also a big Patriots fan. I think that probably creeped in. <laughs> I was thinking two sets of footprints in the sand, and oh. when there was one, it was because Big Ben was carrying us, <laughs> <laughs> or because someone had jumped on your back while you were trying to get the first down. My overall thought has been it's been you uh, know it, it's got to you got to say it's been a disappointment, even yeah. though three and three, it's been a disappointment. I didn't think that. We would be on the uh, on the disappointing side of three and three, but mm-hmm. you know it, it's 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 where we are. And after this last game, though, I you know it couldn't be more excited. I've never been more excited for uh, a three and three. Uh, team, I, I'll I agree with that. Yes. Well, what? Uh, who do you think is the offensive? MVP six games in. Uh, it's hard for me not to say Najee Harris, just because uh, uh, even if you'd gotten taken a great offensive lineman, it's very very hard for me to see Benny Snell or James Conner or some dude you you know got out of uh, out of free agency landfill to make that play to set up Boswell for that field goal at the end of regulation against the Seahawks. Uh, I think they're a, a I mean it's easy to say three and three is mediocre. They're a hopeless mediocre three and three team without Najee Harris <laughs> he's certainly been the 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 fact the it factor you know mm-hmm. it, it hasn't been Ben Ben has been struggling obviously not the offensive line mm-hmm. um even the the wide receivers no no really breakout season like we saw last year with mm-hmm. with Claypool mm-hmm. um I mean the tight end a lot to be excited about the tight ends certainly. but you know again we're talking about Steelers tight ends um, so mm-hmm. you know, hard to uh, argue, Najee. I will, you know, I I will still say because look, our our running game is still twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I'll say that our offensive MVP. I'll still say Ben. Okay, be- because it goes back to his salary. Mm-hmm. It, what what he did before the season is still, mm-hmm. I think, more valuable. Uh, offensive wise and what we were able to do cap wise, mm-hmm. um, because you know I'm 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 not 
I'm not entirely impressed with the run game yet. You no, know? no, no. I didn't mean to imply that I was impressed with it. I just meant it could be even worse than it is without it. But I absolutely see the case for Ben as well. I mean, the, the running game could be even worse with, you know, Mason in there or whatever, whoever they might have signed in free agency this past season. If they traded for Goff or some foolishness, I, I think there's a very reasonable case to be made for Ben as well. Be hard to talk about nausea if the conversation was the QB controversy between Mason and Haskins. <laughs> What about defensive MVP? Is there even a, a conversation here? Uh, I mean, it's it, it, the only conversation is is you to be like, well, it could also be Cam. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, but it's but again, as as I believe I said recently on our podcast, uh, they're they're three and one in games that TJ Watt finishes three and zero oh in games in which he's healthy. He makes uh, uh, he has an imprint on each of these games. He's one of the very few defensive players in the league that can win a game essentially by himself, as we saw in overtime against the Seahawks. I mean. It, 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 you really kind of run out of things to say about the guy. We're going to have to start keeping track. We keep we keep track of game-winning drives for quarterbacks. We may have to start keeping track of game-winning drives by TJ. <laughs> I, you know how many? I don't know. I I might have to go back and look. We we you know we've got one. Uh, so far this year, but I bet if we went and looked back, yeah. I bet we might have a couple wins to you know credit TJ on that. Especially how it seems to be a very liberal definition of how we're defining game-winning drives in terms of quarterbacks. So yeah. I bet there's something to be said for defensive players as well. Let's go to our uh, biggest surprise of the, of the six-game season. I'll go Trey Norwood. I mean that that to me is is just stunning. The seventh round pick doesn't just make the team. He plays in the he might have started on the defense in the first game. I don't remember. He certainly played uh, quite a bit in it, and he hasn't been a liability. He's made big plays when they needed him. The other team has recognized, hey, there's a seventh round rookie draft pick out there. They've gone at him, and he's managed to make the play. Uh, uh, that to me is as positive as a surprise as the Steelers have had in some time. I mean, it's got to be the best tackler. Uh, maybe in the secondary, at least this past game. <laughs> Certainly, I mean, it's it's it's. I I thought of Darren Perry the last time a yeah. safety that far back in the draft played that early, and I mean, obviously Darren Perry, a great player and a great career, was a bigger guy, but just just what a fun. And here's the thing: he could get cut tomorrow and never play again. He would still be what a find. Yeah, they found him in the seventh round pick, and it just threw six games. I will. Uh, my surprise will will kind of piggyback on that. I'll just say. Our rookie class in mm, general. I yes. mean, we you know we knew Najee was going to start. Mm-hmm. We you know there was there was a conversation that uh, that Pat may overcome Ebron. <laughs> I think we've I think we've seen I that maybe seen this that. week. So uh-huh. uh, you know so we've got a starting tight end with our second round pick. Obviously, Kendall Green. I you know I thought going into the season that it would be uh, a BJ Finney. Uh, anchored line, but mm-hmm. we've seen you know a, a third round rookie starting at center. We've seen a fourth round rookie starting at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, Norwood is our seventh round rookie. Is there any other louder milk? Louder milk is well, you know, I would not that he's great, but he's played. That's played so you know, it's it's they would do everything they can to keep these guys off the field, and it's and they'd bring in you know some undrafted guy if they thought they were doing better. So even though he hasn't been great or terrible, he's contributed a little bit in some way. They wouldn't want him out there either. But it doesn't mean he's been a bust bust. Best maybe best uh, run stopper not named Cam Hayward on that line. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, possible. I mean that I mean that means you're better than Chris. Uh, you know, Chris warmly, warmly yeah. but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think when I think when he's out there 
on the on the for run stop he does well. Of course he has no pass rush at right. this moment. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a rookie. And then oh right. don't forget about Presley Harvin. Right. Exactly. So are we starting every rookie? This is so unstealers. No, Buddy Johnson. Oh, Whatever. Buddy's not even got a helmet yet. Yeah, has he? I think I think Buddy's the one I could. Th- uh, there might be another one too. But yeah, it. Uh, I mean, this has got to be, I remember a time not too long ago when first round rookies didn't even crack the lineup. I mean, uh, I'm trying to, you know, I I remember, I think Art Rooney, I think himself had to come down and say, we got to get these rookies into the lineup a little quicker. In the lineup a little bit faster. And that was, that was recent. That was, that's within the last 10 years or so. Yeah. So the fact that we went from, you know, a, a time where rookies guaranteed not to get in to mm-hmm. a point now where we're starting rookie. I mean, that's got to yes. be a surprise, at least on the macro. We're even starting more rookies than we want in some cases. That uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, maybe there'll be another rookie. Maybe we'll get someone <laughs> off the street still. Uh, let's move on to biggest disappointment. Uh, I, I, I'm going to echo you, and I'm going to say the offensive line. I mean, it's easy to say, but we how many times towards the end of the preseason did every take say, okay, this team's going to be good if the offensive line is even mediocre, if the <laughs> offensive line is even bad, and then for several weeks, they were worse than bad. They were certainly miles beneath mediocre. That doesn't mean they aren't improving. That doesn't mean, because frankly, so many of them are so young, they can't continue to improve even further, but I do think that, at least for me, the offensive line went below my lowest expectations we were i mean we were so poor in the run last year i think even tomlin himself was joking well we can't get you only go up and you know i you know i don't know if we're how up we're not going that far up um so you know hard to argue with the line i mean you know i I, i'm not gonna knock a hero but ben you know ben i gotta Mm -hmm. say ben's you know we we were told at least this, the story was two years out after the surgery, uh-huh. he was going to come back, you know, slinging better than ever. Um, we weren't, some of us weren't too surprised to see the trends from last year continue, but I was hoping that he would be gunslinging Ben, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, during camp, he was throwing 40 yards uh, right. in camp. Plays. And, you know, we're still seeing five i think five yard completed air yards or something per, you know so that doesn't look like that's gonna be an imp- improve at all throughout the season and um mm-hmm. you know that's so that's gonna be a challenge the whole season yes. and that's the, dis- a disappointment for me because i want to see ben go out like a hero which he, he still might he still, might. still very well might. you know we still might uh we still might have to carry him one last time down the <laughs> Down the field for that game-winning drive. What a way to go if that was uh, if that's happening. Okay, how about best and worst moments so far? How about a, a best moment so far? Uh, the end of the Buffalo game. I mean, that yeah. was such a change for how everyone saw the team. Even the most optimistic person didn't see them get a convincing win. I mean, at, at that point, I remember we came back in here, and the most legitimate criticism of the team was they scored a special teams touchdown. That's the sign of a a high moment on a season. Plus, opening opening game against Buffalo. In as wild a stadium as a stadium can be. Those people haven't been in there in two years. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was, uh, that's got to be the best moment. Although, you know, um, TJ's performance in the, in the fourth and in overtime against that's a one a. Yeah. Gosh, Mm -hmm. that was, uh, you know, especially in a game that was 
just had our pulling at our heartstrings. We we couldn't lose to mm-hmm. Gino Smith, Gino, <laughs> you know, WVU. I hey, I wouldn't mind if Gino made a made a trip to Pittsburgh maybe in oh, the offseason. Oh, yeah, so, I, 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 someone to compete with a job with whoever it is they bring in to be the new quarterback, or even if they believe in Mason that much. Absolutely, what a good guy to fight for a gig. Mm-hmm. You know, another best moment for me. I'll I'll, I'll put uh, Warmly's little dance after his sack. His oh yeah, 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 little salsa. Moment. Yeah, he was a Vega from Street Fighter too. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh-huh. I'll put that up on my uh, best moments. What about worst worst moments? Uh, I, uh, I mean, I think it's hard not for me, at least, you know, the third quarter of a game at home against the Bengals and have it be out of reach. I think yeah. that's as low a moment in several years. I mean, I was trying to think, and the last thing I could think of was like, I remember being at a game and somebody will remember it better than me. You know, I want to say a decade ago, if not a little bit longer, where like John Kitna led the Bengals to a convincing victory, yep. like midway through the fourth quarter. Yep. But even by then, it was later in the game, not like, oh, this thing is over and there's still plenty of day to go. Yeah. Did Kitna put 42 on us once, I think? Uh, yeah. It might have been that. I mean, it, it, it eventually, you know, all losses to the Bengals, even though they haven't been that many, they do tend to blur together. But uh, yeah, that's that that's that'll be my low moment. Sure. Um, for me, it's it's you know, it, it was Juju, Juju, mm. big hit. You just saw the pain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was so fired up for Juju coming into the season. He took he didn't take the money. He took the 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 loyal road to stay with the team. He could have mm-hmm. went to Baltimore, could have went to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that this was going to be a special season for Juju and he was going to prove everyone wrong. Mm-hmm. And and now instead, it, it looks like we who knows, we may never we may never see him in the black and gold Wait. again. It just hit me now that if, if Juju had gone to Kansas City and they were playing like they were now, everyone in the media would blame Juju for Kansas City being like three and three or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was on the milk crates. That's why, you know, that defense is bad. <laughs> Kansas City. Um, how about where do the Steelers go from here? Finally, where? let's wrap this up. Uh, for me, it's, it's what I just said a minute ago. As long as the offensive line continues to improve, this team also can continue to improve if the defense either A, gets healthier or B, doesn't get any unhealthier uh, between those two things, then sure that this team is, you know, you can say they're a mediocre team, you can say they're a bad team, but there are several different ways they can win a game, even on a bad day. So if, like I said, if the offensive line can improve and the defense can get no worse than this, then they really can beat anyone on any given Sunday. Uh, you know, hard to argue with that. We're three and three. There's 11 games left. So if we can finish six and five on the, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I see. I see us being just maybe a little bit better than what we are now. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be good enough to put us in the playoff conversation. Right. And, you know, we've got, uh, I know everyone's looking ahead and it's impossible to look ahead, especially, you know, these Steelers teams will win to anybody and will lose to anybody. Mm -hmm. But if the defense keeps it up, um, the division games are still ahead. We could, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we could make some noise in the division and uh, 10 wins. Mm. Who's to say? Even nine, you know, nine Mm -hmm. and eight. I think uh, I think nine and eight is going to be a at least week 17 they'll be in the week 18 they'll be in the in the conversation that, with those numbers though it isn't that is an entire possibility thank you for listening to this bonus, bonus. Uh, by content if uh, you have anything to say you can tweet me at kyle Kreis on twitter and where are you at greg i'm uh, at greg benevent 
Uh, that's at G-R-E-G, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. This has been our Master of the Obvious <laughs> bonus <laughs> episode. Uh, listen to us every Friday if uh, if you want to hear more. Thanks for hanging out. Mm-hmm.